0: Hey, y'all, it's Tuesday. Today is the first Tuesday episode of Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy, and I'm so happy that you're here to listen. It is Super Taco Tuesday, and some interesting things... Going to be happening today. <clears throat> Before I get started and get everything going, of course, I want to let you know that you can always reach out to me via the social medias at Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. You can also email me if you'd like to, and I can keep you anonymous in any platform that you reach out to me in at LifestyleGBB at gmail.com. That's Lifestyle G is in Gay, B is in Black, B is in Boy at gmail.com. I'll be sure to read what you have to say. Check it out. And I'll even give you a, a little leeway today. In honor of the mean age of our Democratic presidential candidates, you can put it in about 68 curse words. And I'll keep reading until I get to the 69th curse word. Then I'm done from there. But, you know, give a little try. So today's episode... It's going to be called Super Taco Tuesday. Um, it's Super Tuesday. If you're not familiar with what Super Tuesday is, that's when there are presidential nominees who are running to be elected. And the first Tuesday in March, they have some preliminary votes. And these are votes are really meant to determine who's going to have the presidential nomination in the Democratic Party. Um, you know, I have a lot of opinions about this election season, about the candidates that are there, but one of the main things that I find super glaring right now is that this group of candidates does not represent the face of America. We have multiple candidates who are all well within their 70s, well, 60s to 70s. Elizabeth Warren is 70 years old. Biden is 77, Bloomberg is 78, Bernie Sanders is 78, and the current staying on America is 73. We have people who are double the age of the average American who's going to be voting who want to be president that not only screams something about the times that we're in, but it also screams something about the times that we're headed to. And if you look at previous elections, John F. Kennedy was 43. Bill Clinton was 46. Barack Obama was 47. These are people who still had the ability to touch the pulse of America. These are people who We're that age of working class and understand the importance of policies and procedures and benefits to the working class. Currently, the represented candidates are people who are at the age of retirement. People who maybe have not had the experience of the average middle-aged American Because they're going off the beliefs and times before social media. Before the influence of the internet. Before our world became so easily connectable through data as opposed to physical and intimate personal connections. It scares me because it makes me wonder how in touch are these candidates with what's really happening in the world. And it also scares me because... We're going to have another person elected with an old way world of thinking. Well, an old world way of thinking. And I hope that that's not the case. But seeing as what we're seeing, it's turning out to be the case. You know, I think about the policies and things that I've heard from these candidates. And I'm still on the fence. I'm still confused. You know, the town halls are great. The debates are meh. There's not really much there as far as substance, but there's at least something happening. I am happy to say that Amy Klobuchar can't stand her. Very happy that she's no longer a nominee. Uh, As far as who my vote is going to, my vote is going to go to a Democrat, probably whatever Democrat gets the nomination. But I am a little afraid of people like Bloomberg, I feel like if he gets the nomination we're just going to be replacing one racist with another racist and at least the racist that's there right now will tell you that he's racist I refuse to accept somebody who wants to hide their racism and mask it with fake policies and procedures and mask it with fake help and hope for people who are disenfranchised and who have always been disenfranchised I don't know Don't know where I'm going with this, but our political spectrum, it just looks like loads of bullshit, to be quite honest. Um, It just looks like bullshit. I am not happy about what could be happening as far as our presidential race. And who knows? This country seems like a little bit of garbage anyways. But... The coronavirus is now taking hold, and who knows what could end up happening with that. I do hope that there'll be great things that are going to happen. But as far as it being Super Tuesday, I want to share with y'all something that was recorded on Sunday, um, and this was after our initial recording with the one and the only Wednesday Westwood as a part of the Yo That's Gay podcast. Danny and I recorded with Wednesday, and then after recording with Wednesday, we started having more discussions, and we did a recording after the initial recording. I want to play for you a snippet of that recording as a preview to what's going to happen in Yo That's Gay this week. So I hope you enjoy it. I can't wait to continue on more. Happy Super Taco Tuesday, y'all. And... You know what you can do today? Take a minute to have a hard shell taco. Because the crunch of a hard shell taco is the sound of true freedom for your stomach. Yep. Sinking our phones up like we're like sinking time on it. I know what it was, what I was going to say before. Enough. So, you know, I was like the people who save people from things. Spies. Uh, <laughs> James Bond, double agent, MI6. <laughs> what? I know. I know. <laughs> I no idea you just None said. of it makes sense. Because it's like all those things. You see it. Where it's like, how do you chase down a helicopter in a tank? Okay. James Bond. What? You're losing me, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know y'all have a James Bond dream up here. It's not about no. James Bond. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stop judging me for being a
1: bottom. How <laughs> are <Everyone judges laughs> you going to judge me for being a bottom. Really. <laughs> so, go ahead. So, we've got Wednesday Westwood here. Greetings. And we're about to hear some exclusive content mm-hmm. about how she douches her butthole. Oh, <laughs> well.
0: uh, no. No, Sriracha. I'm sriracha. <laughs> You know what that's called? Mm. Beat the fleet. Oh! Beat the fleet! <laughs> Spicy <laughs> pussy. How? <laughs>
1: I can just imagine the burn. Mm, uh, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love feeling the burn. I mean... Honey. <laughs> anyway, I said So, we're talking coming out stories. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dewey was going to share... He's coming out of story with yes, us today. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Um, I came out uh, about halfway through tenth grade. I was think. I think I was seventeen. Okay. Six? No. Yeah, I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always jealous of people that came out. Of came out early. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like. I always I'm always perplexed by people that came out re- later in life, yeah. even like mid twenties. Like that's. Yeah, I came me.
1: out. How old was I? 25. You came out to me. I yes. came out to him. You were really? twenty five.
2: Oh, you knew each other. You know each other. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I came out to him, for like. So I feel like the first time I officially ever came out to someone was to him. We were drunk and at some bar. I don't even know where. um It's a little bar, not near, not downtown, and. I just told him I was like, so. This is that. <laughs> And then from there on, I kind of just went around telling everybody. Because, like, once I had, like, one person that I was, like, I could just tell. I was, like... How long did you know
2: before you actually said something about it?
1: Probably since, like, 10th grade. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I've known... And, like, I feel like at first it was very, like, conflicting. Because I'm, like, but I like girls. Like, Mm. I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of, like, this very... confusing, yeah. Yeah, so it was just this very, like, kind of, like, denial. I feel like I came up to my... Like... I knew kind of from, like, 10th grade, but I feel like I officially came out to myself when I was, like, 19. Okay. Where I was, like, I know what I am, Uh but also, like, I am not ready to tell people, or I don't know how to tell people. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of went from, like, being, like, straight to, like, being bi to, like, now I just identify as, like, pan. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Because I'll like fuck anybody. <laughs> my coming out story is nothing glorious. Okay. My dad caught me on the chat line, yeah. <laughs> so there's a this chat th- line like on a phone. oh, so there were these things like back an actual the, phone conversation. there were these things back in the day, okay called a landline phone. <laughs> <laughs> Touch tone was a thing mm-hmm. and. Hashtag was not hashtag, it was pound. Right, yeah. <laughs> I dialed in to 333-3337. <laughs> Hit up the little chat line. It was like, hey, yo, what's good? This show boy, Andrew. Hit me up if you're looking for a good time. I like top dudes. Who know what Wait, they want. I was 15. <laughs> 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 bitch! 15 yeah. years old. They caught me on the chat live. How did they catch you? So my dad, of course, now, if you don't know how a landline works, a landline is not private. Right. If you have a multiple receptacles in your home with a (laughs) landline adapter, (laughs) you can pick up another phone Mm -hmm. in the house and someone in that house can hear what you're saying on the other line. Wow, we really really do need to explain that to the children.
2: You have to (laughs) they don't know that.
0: (laughs) Children, you don't know the fact that your conversations were not quiet in a house. Oh, lots yeah. of, lots of
2: scandals are revealed uh-huh. picking up a phone and listening yeah. to the conversation that somebody's having in the other room. Yeah. Just,
1: <laughs> just imagine you're talking on the phone and it's hooked up to like four other Bluetooth's in the house. <laughs> yes.
0: yeah. And understand that when someone picks up that other phone, just because you hung up, the conversation does not stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still active because another phone is off the hook. Right. Dad. So that's how we call you. We picked up the phone. Caught me mid message responding to a guy who said he wanted to give me the D. And my response was, yeah, you know, my walls are tight. My dad heard that. <gasps> <laughs> and that's
2: my coming out oh, story. No. Well, how did he take it?
0: Well, I love my dad. I will say that and mean it. Mm-hmm. But of course, he was incredibly angry because mm-hmm. I was putting myself out there in a safe place. In not a safe way. Right. There was no protection or security for me. So he was concerned for his child. Yeah. Being taken advantage of by mm-hmm. these adults who are on this chat line. Yeah. So he was, of course, angry. Yeah. Upset. Snatched the wall, the phone out the wall in my room and everything. Was like, fuck that. You're not doing this. All right. And that's where he went to. And don't blame him for it. Still loved the man. But at the end of the day... I was looking for some dick. <laughs> I didn't know what I was what, doing. Did any other conversations come
2: from that? About, like,
0: oh. about the fact that you were gay? versus So a plethora did. Yeah. And I'm very open and vocal about this. My family has never supported the fact that I'm gay. Okay, um, It has put a strain on a relationship. Mm-hmm. To the point where I know that I am a part of a family. I know that the realm of love is there. But I do know for myself. I do have to step away mm. and say that I love you, but I cannot do the, healthy, the healthiest The healthiest thing for you is to step back. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's truly yeah, what it to, like, is. Yeah, to get the space. And I'll never be ashamed of who I am or where I am at in my life, of but I know that this is not a space for me. Right. Love y'all for everything you did. You were doing the best that you could raising me, mm-hmm. but there was damage that was caused. Of course, yeah. So. Damn. Yeah. But aside from that, Hmm. and then the other confirmation that they got was I was gay, which I laugh about it now because I gave the excuse, but when I found out I was HIV positive, I found out when I was 15 turning 16 that I was positive. My parents found out that same day that I found out. So that was the day they found out that I was actually having sex. Oh, wow. Um, And so that experience not only did it change us as a family, but it also helped at least sow some of those wounds that were so open from mm-hmm. people who don't understand what being gay is and from somebody who is gay, who doesn't... When I say it this way, it sounds terrible and I don't mean it to sound mm-hmm. terrible. When you are gay in the black community, Being gay is seen as something that's the white person's disease.
2: Really? Yes.
0: It's being seen as that's what they do. This is not our community. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're raised with people who are from down south black families. And the part that was hard for me that took so much for me to gain and still as an adult to this day... I watched the documentary on Gabriel Fernandez Mm. yesterday and I was in tears crying because this child was abused by people that he is genetically predispositioned to love. And the same energy that this child felt, I felt in my life, not physically, but emotionally, from the people that genetically I'm supposed to love Right mm-hmm. And it put me in such a fucked up space Because I hate you But I don't hate you For some petty reason that kids can hate parents for right. I don't hate you because you said Nick Naked Nights not coming on my TV <laughs> I don't hate you because I was singing Barney And you turned that shit off Or Baby Shark And you turned it off in the motherfucking car I hate you, I hate you because you're causing hurt. You are hurting me as a person and I'm hurt by the outside world 24-7. So when I come home, I can't even just let my figurative hair down. Yeah. I can't even do it here. Oh yeah! I never got a chance to take off my mask, mm-hmm. even when I'm at home, which is where you should—the yeah. number no one place Probably, to be. You never you had that, that safe space. Yeah, right.
1: To just be yourself.
0: That's why, when I step out my motherfucking front door, and I'm in a pair of heels, in a short. <laughs> Coming out with glitter all and over a tutu, my body. And a tutu, you, know I'm a tutu queen. <laughs> yeah. I'll throw on a tutu. I don't give two fucking shits. Yeah. You yeah. could say something to me. Oh, bitch, I don't like how you look. Okay, bitch, when I go home, you know what I can't see? You from my house on my couch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so Can't see that from my house. <laughs> enough about my story. <laughs> <Good> story. <laughs> <Good> story. <laughs>
2: Hmm. I, do you I feel like things? that's,
1: like, something that, like, people do need to hear, though.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I hope it touches. Yeah, me. and I've never heard that. The thing about the, like, um,
0: this is a white people thing, the gay thing. It really is. That. Wow, that's cool. Wow. A lot of black people, even in the queer community, Yeah, you know, being a black man who wants to do drag, who will leave his house in pumps in a dress... I have overwhelmingly heard the response of, oh, you're cool, but I could never be with you because of the way you dress. You're great. I could be with you if you weren't this. Yeah. And going to hook up parties, Is this Is
2: this is this something you hear from everyone in general or uh, other
0: uh, black men? A lot of black men. Yeah, okay. I don't hear it from white men. I don't hear it from white women. Huh. And it's not about acclimatizing to... A cultural environment. It's just... I just want to step out my front door. Yeah. That's all I want. And it's something that I've heard my entire life.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that kind of, like, ties down to, like... Or ties back to, like, some internalized homophobia. Because I remember, like, you know how I was saying how, like... I had been aware of, like, my sexuality from, like, a younger age. And then there was a point where I, like, kind of came out to myself, like, okay, like, you're bisexual. But, like you can have sex with guys but you're never gonna marry a guy
2: uh yeah and i feel like that's kind of that
1: yeah like that's kind of the same like i feel like mentality that people make where it's like oh i can have sex with a guy just not a guy who's gonna do drag Mm -hmm. and it's just almost that like that that internalization of like hatred of the community Mm -hmm. that you belong to but you want so badly to not be a part of yeah yeah. And it's, like, now I look back and it's, like, I am, like, the biggest fucking faggot. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think everyone, too, and, like, I think we've always met these people, or maybe you were, and I definitely was at some point, um, where the, eternal, the internalized homophobia comes in, and it's, they do, that that, that that gay that is, like, I don't hang out, I don't go out, I don't like the community, this community sucks, everyone's like, nah, everyone's like, nah, like, I don't like gay bars because it's, and it's, like no mama that's that's in you that's not this whole community it's in right. you, like, the, something community, you hate.
1: the community is more than what you're making it up to be oh yeah, yeah. like our community is so diverse mm-hmm. like you were saying in <laughs> the actual podcast there are like you can look out into an audience during a drag show and be like I can't tell if you're straight or yeah. gay or bisexual or pansexual right. or cis or trans or whatever mm-hmm. like right. you just like you're just you yeah And you can't really, like, stereotype people to be like, oh, like, you act masculine, so you must be straight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we need to move beyond
0: that. Mm -hmm. We are. I think we are. Totally. Yeah. 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 I definitely feel we've gotten to a point where things are changing in just our society, in our world. I do love, and I don't support, when I hear somebody say, like you said, oh, I don't do the scene here because this scene is just crazy. And it's like, girl, it's not the scene. It is. It's you, you Mama. It truly yeah, is. Yeah, I do love because I find it quite comedic when I meet someone who's like, "Yeah, I'm gay, but I'm different. I drink whiskey on the rocks." Oh, <laughs> God. Um, oh, so shut up, so, like, Mary. Right, yeah, so, like, <laughs> we get it. Right i are like, so masked, wow. Sweetheart. <laughs> I get that you want to be masked with your maker's mark. Yeah. But your shoes still say you take it up the butt. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're
2: fine. You still douche like the rest of us. Right. <laughs> I you know, I think I will always, always, always still have the in the back in the back of my head about like, am I coming off too gay? Mm-hmm. Like mostly in like public situations not not like a gay club but like going yeah to starbucks or something like that like yeah. i still find myself like you know the term um code switching yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i still oh, yeah. i still fucking do that especially if i'm uh, interacting with a straight male yeah absolutely um i'm like I, I don't know i don't want to do that but i just do it <laughs> yeah i think it's almost a safety mechanism yeah it's, it's really you don't it is know that. how it's going to be accepted. exactly it's really that because yeah. there's
1: like i mean there's times where like i'm there's I'm very like fluid on the spectrum where like sometimes I'm very effeminate, but there's times that I feel very masculine. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: like I say, bro, and I'm like you know just like I present very masculine at times, mm-hmm. and but there's times where I'm purposely being masculine, yeah. and that's. Uh, but you don't realize you're doing it.
2: Or no, you do no, realize no it? I realize. Okay, like yeah, I'll yeah.
1: be I'll be like walking down the street, and I'll feel myself like doing like. Like a runway walk, and I'm like, oh wait, I'm in the middle of Monroe Avenue yeah. right now yeah. by myself yeah. at like 9 p.m. Let me know. Very relatable. Yeah. So you kind of like mask it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like really like oppressive. Yeah. To yeah. so just like not be able to be like, oh, like.
2: I mean, as being queer folk, we have that engraved in us as, as mostly a safety me- uh, mechanism. You know. Yeah. We gotta
0: be. Careful, yeah. you know, how we're presenting. It would be so hard in the, in the way that this country was developed. The way the country was developed and the colonization of the land, essentially, are things that have been ingrained in American society and history forever. And I just take it back to when I was in school learning about history. History is written by the winners. Yeah, That's exactly what it is you win, you dictate what is depicted about the past. And when I've seen that happen to develop and evolve to where we are now, I still believe that we're in a society that is open, but it's still closed off in so many ways. So I even think to myself, in times just growing up, going through things that I've seen, heard, experienced, the first time I was out in a public space, gay bar and the guy who was with me walked up and held my hand like came to my side fingers laced gripped my hand and I like ripped my hand away from him <laughs> and I was like what the fuck are you doing yeah it was instinctually upset. yeah I was yeah. upset he's like I just am happy you're here with me and I was like what if somebody sees and he's like everybody here's gay yeah wow and still did not register for yeah. me in that moment wow. it was so engraved yeah. in
2: you yeah mm-hmm. Engraved, engraved,
0: yeah, yeah, engraved and gray,
2: yeah. yeah. my <laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, I only came out like
1: three years ago now. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Like I look back and I'm like I like so much time lost. Although I was taking dick like <laughs> eight years ago, nine <laughs> nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
2: See when it was. I started having urgings, urgings and stirrings about men, uh, and then I was like, it was, I think, I feel like I was like 15, 16 around that, when it started getting more intense, yeah. and I was having, years before that, I was having fantasies about my best friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, but it was, you know, I was getting older, puberty, and whatever, so the, the, the feelings and thoughts were getting more intense, and at first I would be like, oh, don't, stop thinking that, you stupid faggot. Stop being a faggot. Don't think that. But then they got so intense, I'm like, oh, I can't deny this. I am gay. And that happened really quickly. And the moment, the exact moment I realized, I'm like, oh, you, you're gay. I was okay to tell everyone. I I wanted to tell everyone. (sighs) Oh, excuse me. Um, And I did. So it was like halfway through uh, 10th grade. I was 17. And I just slowly started telling everyone. And it did come out as bi, of course, because that's what a lot of us do. Yeah. a little safer. Um... And then, oh, and this was the time where I was going through, I was just going through my roughest time with my parents, like just getting in trouble and like being disobedient yeah. blah, 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 um, rebelling against them, you know? And they were like, they both were like, you, you just don't talk to us anymore. You don't tell us anything. I'm like, you want to, you know, you, you want to know what's up? You want to hear it? You want me to talk to you? Read this page for my journal. And I had mentioned how I thought this girl was hot and this boy named Josh was hot.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And my mom read it and she's like, I don't get it. I'm like... I said, a guy is hot.
1: Yeah.
2: And she was, like, surprised by it, which I didn't understand why she was surprised, because she literally bought me hordes of Barbies growing up. Like, <laughs> you didn't see this coming, Nita? Like, right. mm. Um. And I showed my dad the journal entry. He read it, and he was super calm, and he said something like, um, you know, sometimes we get really horny and do things... I can't remember exactly how I worded it, but he kind of—I felt like he was implying like sometimes you get horny and fool around with dudes. I'm like, <laughs> are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> what are you really trying to tell me? Like that was interesting. And then, and then he proceeded to tell me a story about how a female friend of his works at a uh, like a nursing home, and she she looks after this old gay guy. And that he can't hold his shit in anymore. <gasps> so, so he equated being gay, like, this is what what me.
0: No! Yeah! <laughs> no! Uh, you know what? If my parents <laughs> said to me, hey boy, you're gonna have poopy diapers <laughs> when you're 90, <laughs> okay, side me up. Sign me up. <laughs> give me some pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh gosh. See, like, but the whole thing about, like, your mom being like, I don't get it like, explain that to me, like, that's the type of thing where, like, if someone's coming out to you, it's, like, to, like, almost challenge it being, like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't want to miss it. Like, it's almost, like, frustrating, because it's, like, I'm literally telling you what needs to be said. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But, like, when I came out to my dad, so, like I said, I came out, like, about three years ago. I came out to my friends. Um... I came out to my cousins, then I was just, like, very publicly out on social media, and then maybe, like, a year later, I came out, like, very particularly to my brother and my mom, who I knew were not going to have an issue whatsoever, like, the whole time from, I would say, me being 19, because, like, in high school, it was like, oh, I don't want to come out to my friends in high school, because, like, high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, from, like, college time, I was like, I don't want to come out to my dad yeah like everyone else is like, you don't want to come out to your dad right okay. everyone else like they wouldn't care yeah
2: right and
1: i feel like the whole reason why it took me so long to like come out was like because i didn't want it getting back to my dad and then having uh, to deal with that conversation because right. we never had a good relationship yeah so after a year i kind of like came, had come out to my friends and like i was just like publicly like queer on social media i specifically told my brother and then i told my mom and my brother was like, okay like Cool. Um, thank you for letting me know. He had, like, some questions.
2: Uh, was he older he, or younger? He's younger. He's
1: mm-hmm. younger. He was 18 at the time. And then I told my mom. She was like, yeah, like, you know, I've known. It's okay. Thank you for telling me. Mm. Um, you know, but I still love you. I, you know, whatever. I mean, my parents caught me watching gay porn in, like, high school, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. And then I didn't come out to my dad until February of last year. So a year ago now. Wow. Okay and i texted him i was like hey dad because maybe like when i had moved back to new york city i was going through like a bunch of shit with like my like drug recovery and like my depression i'm like i had to move back to new york city like my dad came to pick me up he was like you know if there's anything you need to tell me that's like burning on you like let me know (laughs) and i was like no it's nothing like whatever it's fine because like really like my whole, like, queer identity wasn't anything that was oppressive to me. It was just, like, I didn't want to have that conversation
2: with him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, anyone else, fine. Like, whatever. I just don't want to have to explain this to you because I know how you're going to be, like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then, whatever. So, fast forward to last February and I sent him a text because I had started going on with my boyfriend two months prior to that. Like, just so you know, I have a new boyfriend. I don't want you to feel like I'm hiding anything from you. Or that I'm not including you in my life, but, like, just so you know. Mm -hmm. And he texts back, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then, so then, um, he, so we talk Uh, on the phone, uh, and he's, and he's like, well, like, what do you mean, like, new boyfriend? I was like, as in a boyfriend I didn't have before. Right. (laughs) He's like, well, this implies that you had an old boyfriend. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I understand
1: that. Yeah, and I'm like, and I told him I didn't, which I, which is a lie because I do, I do have an old boyfriend.
0: He's saying, catch me up on this timeline. This is season two. (laughs) Right, eighty
1: mama. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, okay, like I like men too, and he's like, two. What do you mean two? Like, like I am also attracted to men and I have a boyfriend. He's like, well, why didn't you tell me this sooner? I'm like, girl. Like, I'm not, and, and, you know, later on, I told my mom this story. She was like, you're not asking for permission. Yeah. Right. She's like, it's literally Your like. Your mom said that? Yeah. uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, it's literally like FYI, you're CC'd in this email. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not being like, is it okay that I have a boyfriend? Like, no. Like, I have a boyfriend. He will be coming to, with me to family events moving forward. Yeah. Right please accept it, or yeah. not,
0: like, whatever, but it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Can That's I right. tell you that both of your moms are gems? <laughs> when I met your mom... Oh, you met her! Yeah, Miss yeah. Skate Rochester. That's right. So when I met your mom, yeah. and all I felt was just this loving uh, energy yeah. exuding from her, mm-hmm. and she was beaming mm-hmm. as soon as you walked into the room, before you walked into the room, beaming, Just this huge smile saw all her teeth. just Because she, that love. Mm -hmm. And then to hear your mom saying, bitch, this email says this. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you construe these things because it's not a (laughs) (laughs) Xerox. Like, just to hear that, it's so beautiful.
2: Lucky. I'm lucky is what I am. Yeah,
1: no, like, honestly, like, it's my, all my family's accepting, like, they've met Greg. Mm -hmm. They've, um my dad gave him a handshake and that was, like, the extent of their oh, that's interaction. Great that's great. <laughs> but then. I'm like, yeah. whatever. Like, right. like, at the end of the day, I told like, I told Greg, because he was very nervous about like, coming to meet my family. I was like, if there's an issue between you two, the rest of my family will make sure that he's uncomfortable, not you. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, the rest yeah. of my
1: family was completely okay with him. Oh, awesome. They already yeah. knew about him. Like, my mom had FaceTimed with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talked with him on the phone. Oh, Aw. And... Like, my cousins were all on board, and it was just like, if there's an issue here, the issue's gonna be with me and my dad, not with you and anybody else. Right, good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, that really helped settle him. And I told my cousin, I'm like, bring your girlfriend, I was like, bring as many of your partners as you
2: can, like, let's,
0: let's just... Let's do this together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I got engaged in secret... My family did not find out the day I was engaged until the day my mom went and met my fiancé at his truck because we were changing his tire. (laughs) Oh! And my mom walks out the house. I was living with my parents at the point where she walks out. She's like, who is this man that you're talking to in front of our house? And I was like, oh, that's just a friend from work. And then I told my parents I was moving to Texas. And they're like... So who was that man <laughs> that was in front of the house that you were changing attire tire with? Because you were talking with him with extended eye contact. <laughs> they really,
2: really said that. Oh, oh they totally yeah. did. They were
0: like, "You don't talk to people." One. On top of that, eye contact and a handshake. So me and my fiance, my fiance was not out. Oh. Um, he was out to his family, but just in general public, presented as a straight masculine man. He was. Again, I hate the term DL, but he was DL. Mm -hmm. And so when we were in public, we never... Shake hands? Oh, we don't kiss. We would fist bump or do like a dap up or like (laughs) shake hands. That's a kiss for us. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wild. Okay. There's this whole underworld that you don't think about when it comes to being gay. It's a lot of things that DL men do where it's like, oh, why'd you dap him up like that? That's just us. And they walk away. Or like a handshake, and people are like, "Oh, they always shake hands." That's me giving you a hug and a kiss before I send you out into the world to go do your own thing.
1: Yeah, like in wow. when I was when I was like hooking up with like guys in college, it would be like you know we would kiss and make out like saying bye like inside, but like if I had walked you out to the door, it was like all right later, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's just that like mm-hmm. just because there's
2: eyes now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, hold up. You were engaged. (laughs) I was. And did it work out? No, it didn't.
0: (laughs) There's a reason why I'm single. I'm not just single because I'm single, but I was engaged. A guy we were dating for about three years. And once we got serious, he was military, moved down to Texas. And about six months into it, the day itself was Valentine's Day. I'd come home and all of his shit is gone. Oh, man. All of the kids' you're, shit is gone. You were living there with him? Oh, yeah. We moved together. Okay. Lived there together. And he literally he packed his three steps. kids, right? Three kids. <gasps> wow, he had three okay. kids. And left. I came home to a box of my clothing... And a television in the apartment. Well, the house that we were renting. And I had to figure the fuck out. Jesus. He just up and just ghosted me. And months down the line, his son, the oldest son, got in contact with me. But come to find out, it was just that they wanted money. And that was all it was. It turned into him threatening me. And threatened to come beat me up, come steal shit from my apartment that I had got after being homeless, because I couldn't support myself in a four-bedroom house, yeah. making a job that was only paying me $10 an hour. Right. Right. There was no way I could pay that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up being homeless, living out of a car for some time, taking showers at motherfucking work. Which one? Humana, thank you for bringing showers into the building. The huh? <laughs> <laughs> bitch went right into that bathroom. Took a shower, threw some deodorant on, and went to work, and nobody knew the difference. Yeah. But that experience in itself is why I do not date. Is why I Fuck. have no interest yeah, in me. it. Mean, yeah, it's like... So... But, yeah. That's, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Wow. And one of the things that he said when we first met, and this is one of these things that is so ingrained, especially in the black community of DL men, or color communities so when we first met of course i disclosed my status to him of being positive but he was like i wasn't going to use a condom with you anyways because me buying condoms to know i'm coming having sex with you is admitting to the world that i'm gay oh my god that's how interesting wow scarred he was right yeah so it even though he came out to his family just the rest of the world, he views them as people who would judge him mm-hmm. on something that they had no idea about. Right, yeah. But, Jesus. Yeah. So, I just find it admirable and I love it to see parents supporting their children mm-hmm. yeah. and just being there and just saying, okay, I don't motherfucking understand this shit, but I'm not gonna throw you to the wolves. Right,
1: yeah.
2: So, I mean, she she, she understood it pretty quickly. You just threw off Briefly, which is fully understandable. Right. But totally fine. Like, she, I mean, she was bummed. She wasn't going to... She could, but, like, not get kids from me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, And I came out to her as bi at first, and then I'm... I remember one time we were in the car, and she was, I was talking about some boy I thought was hot. Mm-hmm. And she, she's like, I take it so you're not no chance of girls, huh? Like, she was just a little bummed by that. But then she just yeah. very quickly... And now she's my biggest fan, and she comes to my shows and tells everyone she's my mom. (laughs) And that's, like,
1: amazing, I feel like, where it's, like, to be queer, gay, bi, whatever, and being able to talk to a parent about crushes and, like, who you're dating and how a date went yeah, and just, like, all this stuff is... (laughs) <laughs> it's so relieving. Yeah. Where it's like, you're you not being expected. Like, I remember, like, growing up, it was like, when are you gonna get a girlfriend? When are you gonna get a girlfriend? And even when I had a girlfriend in high school, like, I didn't tell my parents, even though they knew. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, not comfortable talking about, like, dating or anything because okay. I always felt like I was, a, like, my sexuality was gonna come up or something. Yeah. And, so I didn't even tell them about my girlfriend and... You know they knew and like later on now like talking like they know that that's my ex and whatever. But I remember like telling my mom like, oh you know I, am talking to this guy now and she was like oh you know like she gave me advice and like whatever and that it's just nice where it's like. I you a lot of people don't get that.
2: You can it's nice to be able to just talk to your a parent like they're a friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just like not like you're letting them down by. Having a relationship that's not traditional,
0: right, yeah, or whatever, yeah, I truly yeah. value that, like I see my parents, my parents have been married for more than thirty years. I know they're plus that somewhere in there, and I've always wanted to have the ability to say, "How do y'all make it work? The only reason why I never ask it is because I know it'll come back to me that in their eyes. I'll never work as far as a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I want to say, hey, show me what love is. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I know what love is that you feel you're giving me love. But I'm watching people who've been married. My brother met his wife Mm -hmm. one week and they were married by Sunday. They met on Monday, got married on Sunday. Yeah, that's crazy. Right. And they've been married for almost ten years now. And I'm just like, yo, Randy, tell me what it is. Yeah. And he's told me and I appreciate it, but it's totally different when you see that coming from a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you just have that relationship mm-hmm. just influence from a parent of just girl, ain't shit wrong with you. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's it's nice like I remember like growing up You know, I would always go to, like, with my mom to, like, her friends' get-togethers or whatever, just, like, as her kid, obviously. And I remember, like, she had a friend who was gay, and she was just, like, okay with it. And just, like, that made me feel okay. Mm -hmm. That made me know that... Your mom had a gay friend? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that just made me know that, like, my mom would never have an issue with me. That's great, My mom's always been, like... I could tell her anything. I I could never let
2: my mom down, no matter what I do. You know what I feel also... Like, if you hear, like, say, an adult relative or something like that, as a child, say something negatively towards gay people, it's like, you'll never forget that. Oh, yeah. You'll never forget that. Like, my brother... I have an older brother, and he was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. He claims he never said this, but I have a vivid memory of him saying, um, yeah, I went to San Francisco, and, um... You know, there'd be, like, dudes walking down the street, and, like, my buddies want to be, like... Or he he said, like, I or my buddies want to say, oh, fag. But they're, like, big and buff, and, like, they kick our asses. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, like, that stuck in my head forever. Like, I don't want to talk to you about me being
0: gay. Right. Yeah. And Could like, let me it's... give you a tip right now for any of our straight listeners. My, oh, my brother's really cool, by the way. <laughs> He's really great and awesome and part Yeah, anyway. but the type of thing that okay. sticks with you... Yes, it sticks with you. Yeah. Straight men who think that gay men are pussies I'm going to tell you one thing that you'll never experience in your life if you can take a dick you can take a punch honey do not go after the gays to try and bite them especially
1: for the for the bottoms that can get fisted they can take a punch in the asshole (laughs)
2: that internal uppercut is that going to
0: be the name of this episode internal uppercut you know what? <laughs> I just think about all these great things that and it's why I love the gay community, especially the queer community that's here in our little podum mm-hmm. town of Rochester. <laughs> like, you know what? I could hate somebody for the most petty shit, but at the end of the day, we know that there's love there because there's been something that has made you feel like an other in your life. When you feel like you have to check that box other, it feels like you're invalidated, at least in my head, because there's no consideration to that. You're still this breathing, living individual mm-hmm. who takes a shit after eating fucking <laughs> <and> Chipotle. <laughs> like you're still there. Yeah. 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 So I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I feel like even from living like my faux straight life, like for years and being very mass presenting and just very. Like
0: so there you have it, y'all. Thanks for enjoying this little sneak peek from Yo That's Gay with Wednesday Westwood. The episode is going to be called Care Bear Bukaki. Just let that simmer for a little bit. Care Bear Bukaki. Imagine being surrounded by Care Bears and on your face they are shooting their glorious rainbows. Well, y'all, I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to interact with the show, feel free to do so at lifestyleofagayblackboy on all of the social medias and by email at lifestylegbb at gmail.com. I'll be sure to be posting again on another Tuesday. Make sure that you check out the newest episode of Yo That's Gay tomorrow, hitting your screens by 10 a.m. I hope you all have a great week and a great weekend that's coming up. Super Tuesday, if you're in a state that's voting, go out and vote, 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 vote. Your voice does need to be heard, even though the candidate is probably going to say turn that riffraff down. I'll talk to you later.